0: and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. If you say that you're ready to date and share your life with someone but you're not having much luck finding your match, try some or all of these really fun tips. They seem really cutesy, but if you practice them, they really pack a punch. The first one is give yourself permission to get love. Number one is give yourself permission to get love. Before you made your list of soulmate qualities that your new love should have, did you sit down with yourself and receive full permission to go all in with love and dating? Ask yourself, what would it feel like to have so much love, like surplus love, divine love? Then close your eyes, put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and ask, do I have permission to go and get this kind of love? I'm a super ritualistic person, and so maybe I would do this in addition to putting hand on heart and hand on belly. I might burn some cedar wood or candles, sit in a dark space when I'm asking for this permission. But like if you're an athlete, picture all the pieces of you maybe in a team huddle. So inner child puts a hand in, your inner critic or skeptic hand in, lover in you, business owner in you, all those parts, hands in. And then they all throw their hands up and say something sporty like hoo-yah or something. I guess that, that's the marine cheer, but you know, you get the gist. Everyone on board and everyone giving full permission. It's really you giving you your own blessing. And then remind yourself of this blessing with a post-it note. Put it on your car dashboard. Try smiling into your toothbrushing minutes and speak the words, I have full permission to fall in love today. Having not stopped and asked yourself for permission may be the only thing that's holding you back. Give yourself that green light. Number two, make literal space for love. When I first got divorced, it looked like pink had thrown up in my bedroom. I had this huge piece of beautiful artwork over my bed. It was by a local artist, and it was literally 12 different shades of pink, and it was entitled Pinky. I had only one nightstand. I may as well have had a sign on the door that said, danger, do not enter, you're not welcome here. Trespassers will be prosecuted. (laughs) And this was a-okay while I was dating casually. But when I began to dream of coffee in bed with a partner, sharing overnights in my home, I started to make space. I put a second nightstand on the other side of the bed. I cleared space in my closet for a jacket. I even put a second toothbrush in the holder. Why is this important? I had been visually blocking love. And this is a problem for me because I'm a really visual person. What my brain was seeing through my eyes was that I wanted to have my space all to myself. No one was invited. What kind of future do you want? Does your home space reflect that future vision? I'm sure that you've heard of Feng Shui. Feng Shui is this energy flow, and everything is energy the love, the invitation, the actual dating, all of it. So use this concept of Feng Shui to call in love. Try putting things in pairs. My two toothbrushes were a sweet green light to a committed relationship. You might consider matching mugs. Two deck chairs. A few other things that you might consider as far as feng shui is taking down old photos of an ex. Any old photographs that represent loneliness to you. I had a lengthy serious illness and for years I had a framed photo of the bench that I sat on after these treatments. I had the photo, theoretically, to remind myself that I was brave and resilient and badass, but really the picture of the empty bench represented a time when I felt grossly alone and it was a reminder of a sorrowful time. And so I put it away. I put it away so that I could focus on love and the future and not loneliness. There's a great Marianne Williamson quote about this and she says, "'Make room for love and it always comes. "'Make a nest, make a nest for love and it always settles. "'Make a home for the beloved "'and they will find their way there.'" Number three, practice expanded states of love. When you see a passionate embrace on television, point to one partner and say, me, and then point to the other partner and say, also me, have a fake phone call with your beloved, preferably in public and pretend to be like trying to keep it down. Say things like, I cannot wait to see you. What did I bring? I'm going to fling my arms around you and kiss you so hard. Listen as your would-be lover tells you what they want to do for you and make yummy noises on the phone call like, yeah. Oh my gosh. What if I had you on speaker right now, hang up from this fake phone call and feel the feeling of like you can't wait to be with them. You can also journal a future entry about maybe a sailing weekend or whatever weekend activity you would love to have with a partner. Write it out in detail include all of the sensations i future journal all the time it's one of the best ways to step into the feeling that you want to have operating from an abundant expanded state of love is the very best way to get that type of love so to be in that state of love you're going to need to ban yourself from verbal harm that contradicts that state of love so step three won't work if you're pushing back by constantly saying i hate dating there are no good people. Everyone's already coupled up. Why can't I have what they have? When will it be my turn? No one is as good as, insert name of your ex-lover who was not really that great for you, but you forgot this because you were wanting to be in the state of coupled life. Criticizing and complaining block what you're asking for. But if you catch yourself engaging in harmful self-talk, do not beat yourself up. Instead, Give that little piece of you a hug and say, thanks for reminding me of what I do want. And then you can use the final tip, which is number five. And this is flipping those criticisms into desires. So I say this all the time, but whinging about what you don't have will never bring it. You have to flip it to the desire and then stay in that desire. It might be too big of a leap for you to go from, I fucking hate dating to, I love dating. (laughs) So try what if statements or I'm so excited statements. What if I meet a great guy in this coffee shop? What if today I keep my phone tucked away and a goddess walks in and makes eye contact with me? What if my heart skips a beat when I meet someone today? What if I open the dating app and that guy with the handlebar mustache liked me back? Or They're not here yet, but I am so ready and turned on for my passionate, tender lover to arrive. I'm excited to know them. They're on their way. I can feel it in my bones. Actively practice relaxing when you make these what-if or I'm-so-excited statements. Tension is often the only thing between us and what we want. So check your jaw check your shoulders, check everywhere in your body. Do a scan for any tension when you think of dating and then actively relax these places. Try these fun practices and let me know if they help. What if they bring the sexy, brilliant, hilarious, kind partner you're ready for? Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection big juicy love requires us to get curious to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others and know that from this place of love and power you magnetize amazing connections please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me